Guys, I want to thank the sponsors of the podcast. I want to thank GoHunt.com, my friend Cody Nelson, the glassing guru, the optics authority. He's the optics manager at GoHunt.com. If you have any interest in buying optics or have any glassing questions, whether it be tripods, spotting scopes, rifle scopes, range finders, anything to do with glassing, give Cody a call 702-847-8747. That's extension 2 or you can email him at optics at gohunt.com. You can also send him a text or call him on his cell phone at 602-399-3699. Guys, right now at GoHunt.com Insider, you can take advantage of the free trial. Go to GoHunt.com forward slash Scott. You're going to be able to take advantage of a free trial of the Insider. GoHunt is always adding more value for their Insider members. They've now added real 3D maps as a part of Insider for no additional cost. What an incredible value. Very soon, they're going to have their mobile app up as well. Go to GoHunt.com forward slash Scott and sign up for a free trial. If you're already an Insider member, it's automatically part of your Insider membership. And you can just go to the Maps tab up at the top once you sign in as an Insider. I also want to thank Kuyu Ultralight Hunting. That's the gear that I wear on all of my hunts. To find out more, you can go to KUIU.com, Kuyu.com. They're a direct-to-consumer company. They sell everything off of the Kuyu.com website. I also do a lot of question and answer on my Instagram where I'm answering questions about guys wanting to know about gear about Kuyu, so tune into my Instagram. I want to thank Kuyu for their sponsorship. I also want to thank Phonescope.com. Use the JScott20 promo code. You're going to get a 10% discount on all orders. And I want to thank AllElk.com, home of the Bugle Mule. Use the JSO10 to save 10% on all orders. The Bugle Mule attaches to your bugle, and it's a great little carrier that holds three elk calls right there on your bugle tube. And it's I can't wait to use it this season. Again, thanks to all the sponsors of my podcast. Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today I've got David Matthews of David Matthews Outfitters. David, how you doing? Good. How are you doing today, Jay? Good. I want to get a report from you on Arizona and New Mexico. Where did I catch you at out on the road? I actually, I'm actually in the Gila over in New Mexico scouting over here uh, for a few days and checking some cameras and, and all the good stuff. Nice. Uh, how's it look over there on the Gila? It actually looks pretty good. Um, our monsoons just kind of started kicking in. Uh, it, it wasn't real crucial for the antler growth. I think the antler growth looks looks probably average or maybe a little better than average. So uh, I think the antler growth is, is going to be awesome on the Gila this year. And, and as far as the monsoons, it's starting to fill up a few of those dry tanks that, that have been dry all summer. So um, it's all it's all going in the right direction. We've had a fairly dry monsoon uh, season. Have there been a f- the Gila is is fairly high elevation. Does it seem like there's been a few more storms that have hit the Gila than other parts of it, it, say Arizona where it's really really dry? It seems like there has been a few more storms hit the Gila um, than than a lot of Arizona. 
Uh, I don't know why, maybe elevation, like you said, but, uh, but I think it has, I think there has been a few more, few more storms that have hit this area, um, over a lot of the other areas that we do hunt. So, and over there in the Gila, uh, what units are you going to be focusing on primarily this year? Primarily we'll be in the unit 15, 16B and 16A, um, the primary units here on the Gila. Okay. And it, does any one of those units look better than the other? I don't think that any one of them looks better than the other. I think they all look, I mean, they all look really good. I, I've spent, I've spent several days in, in each of the unit and, and running cameras and, and, uh, glassing. And, and I think, you know, as far as, as far as I can tell, I think they're all, I think they're all about the same. I think that we're, you know, I think we're average or, or maybe slightly above average. Um, you know, I think antler growth looks really good here. So the bulls, uh, it's the 2nd of August. All of the bulls are still in velvet, or do you have any that have rubbed off? None that are rubbed off. You can tell that they're that they're pretty much done growing. You know, they're all pretty tipped out. Uh, but but none, I haven't seen a bull yet that's rubbed out. So okay. um, Those archery seasons uh, kick off, and I believe there's a first and a second season over there. Uh, do you see, you know, just as normal average year, you know, not one hunt will be better than the other, or do you still see that second hunt as, as the better hunt? I still see, I still see that second hunt as the better hunt. Um, you know, just, just because it progresses into the red a little bit later, you know? Um, so, so there'll be more bugling. Um, there'll be, you know, more, more bugling, more rutting action, more, more uh visible elk you know just just for the simple fact that they're making noise and you can actually you can actually track them down if i remember right the um rifle seasons over there maybe even muzzleloader season seem like they're a little bit later this year maybe a week or 10 days later is that did i remember right yes sir they're all they're all about a week later than normal how do you um, think that's going to play into the i really think um in my opinion, I think it's good, um, just for the simple fact that we rarely catch the tail end of the rut anyways. I mean, there might be some, some younger bulls, some 300s and some 5 by 5s and, and, you know, small six points that are still bugling and, and trying to rut cows. But for the most part, our, ta- our target bulls have pulled, pulled off of the rut, or pulled off of the cows. So I think that, you know, and in my opinion, once they do that, they kind of do you know, they kind of drop into a, a big, deep canyon and, and recoup for a few days and then um, show back up on the brush. And I think with with the later dates, I think that we're going to see a lot more of those bulls that have that have pulled off and, and showed back up onto the brush. I think they're going to be a little bit more visible trying to uh, eat as much as they can and, and recoup from the rut. So in other words, what you're saying is they're going to have a little bit of a break to kind of recoup yep. from the rut and then it'll let them kind of get back on their feet and kind of get, you know, get moving around a little bit and back to eating, which will then allow them to be a little bit more vulnerable to the glass. Exactly. Exactly. Right. You're exactly right. I really think that, uh, they're going to be a lot more vulnerable this year, um, for the glassing, you know, end of, of the elk hunting. So, okay. Um, and then are you also doing some deer hunts over in the twos in New Mexico? Yeah. Yeah. I've got uh, two B, two C, two A. Um, How's that looking? And seven. 
they it all looks it all looks fairly decent i think we've had i think we've had two um two two down years um in a row over there but i think this year actually looks um fairly good uh as far as as far as antler growth you know it, it's kind of hard to tell now i mean they're they're still got a lot a lot of growing left um but i i think I don't know if we're going to have a superb year, but I think we're going to see a better year than we have seen for the last two years. That's good. I mean, good winter moisture. Uh, New Mexico had good winter moisture up in that country, so that should help, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and actually, the monsoon season up there, um, you know, it started a little bit earlier than it did down here. So they've been seeing some good rains already um, up there to to finish them out, um, so that. Uh, you know, I think that, that they'll finish out really well and, and good, you know, like you said, good good winter moisture. I think I think we'll see a, a pretty decent year. How does Arizona, I know you run stuff up on the Strip and maybe the Kaibab, how, does, how do things look up there? I think um, the Strip is, you know, 13B in my opinion. I think both of the units, 13A and 13B, are down a little bit um, than they were for sure last year. Uh, 13B maybe more than 13A. Um, I don't know if it had to do with you know the the hundred plus days of no rain in in uh, in early fall, but I know that they had pretty decent rain and and you know spring moisture and 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 snowfall in in the winter. I think they had pretty decent winter moisture um that's the only thing i can really attribute it to um i've I've been up there running cameras and and everything in my opinion is down uh, a little in those 13b and 13a units and and probably more in 13b than 13a are you going to be doing uh archery hunts there on the strip or will you be over no yeah i'm not going to be on any archery hunts on the strip this year i'll be i'll be in new mexico focusing on on some of the deer stuff and and getting ready for the elk stuff over here on the gila what percentage would you say of business do you do in new mexico compared to arizona when you take all the different animals that you guide i think i'm probably somewhere about 80 percent 20 percent 80 percent new mexico 20 percent in arizona okay so that's a primary focus of yours and We've talked about it before, yeah, and you've given yeah. some good tips. Um, which which trail camera do you run the most, or that you like the most? I I love 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 the stealth cams. You know, I think that they they've actually started making some what I call quote unquote coverage cams. You know, that are that are fairly cheap. You know, that take pretty decent pictures that you're not going to miss anything with. Um, you know, and and that was always that was always kind of my uh, you know, my thoughts, you know, in the, in the last few years is trying to find a camera that's, that's fairly cheap, uh, to run so that you can have a bunch of them that you won't miss any pictures. And then once you have pictures of something good, then maybe you can throw a good camera on as it finishes out, uh, growing and that type of thing. But yeah, the, the stealth cam 100%, I think that they've got, uh, you know, some of the best, some of the best lower end cams all the way through the 4Ks. I, I, I really, really, really dig their cameras. What model would you say is a good coverage cam for the price? Uh, I've been using those, uh, what are they, the XS16s. I've got a bunch of those this year, um, you know, and, and, I'm, and I've checked a lot of cameras, and, and I actually put a 4K camera on top of my XS16 just, 
just to see if I was missing um, any any pictures. And and you know, honestly, the only the only pictures that I would say that I were missing were maybe some bird pictures on on drinkers. You know that the that the the four K took and the and the XS sixteen didn't take. But other than that, you know, the big the deer and all that stuff. We I mean, they were similar. They had all the same pictures, and and they didn't miss any pictures. So I really think that XS sixteen uh, for the price. Um, I think it's it, it's a good camera right now as far as what I would say is coverage cameras. Yes, sir. On the 4K camera, you know how you I, I would imagine you set on video mode most of the time. Do you also set the setting where it actually takes a photo as well? So when you're scanning through it, you actually get a photo of probably what the subject is, and then you go ahead to, to know if you want to look through the video, or do you just set it on video and roll? Yeah, I do. I do a three-shot burst, uh, three-shot burst uh, picture along with a 15-second video. So you don't have to spend your time in in loading every single video uh, to actually check it out. You're able to see in the picture if it's something that you want to look at the video, you know, like you said. So. And when you're checking a lot of uh, pictures, a lot of times speed is a huge thing, and you obviously don't want to waste, but you don't have time to look through every video, right? Yeah, exactly. Yep, exactly. A hundred percent. When when you're when you're sitting there and you you pull up and you haven't been there in two weeks, and you pull up and you've got uh, literally twenty five hundred pictures, um, you just want to kind of scroll through and 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 look at the things that only catch your eye, you know, as far as as far as antlers, you know, um, so it, it's just a little bit easier to do that, that, and, uh, and then look at the video a little bit later. When you run, um, you know, when you're running hard over there in the Gila and the 15s and the 16s, do you set up a base camp where, you know, you run all of your hunts out of, or are each one of your camps kind of individualized per unit? Mostly I do. I run out, I rent a lodge over here. So um, I rent a lodge over here, and we run, you know, it's kind of centralized. It's right on the border of 15 and 16D, and it's about six miles from 16A. So it, it's it's really centralized. You can run anywhere you want, you know, as far as an hour into each one of the units and, and, and be fairly deep in the unit. But, yeah, I do. I, I rent a lodge over here. So oh, cool. uh, we stay over there in that. So Do you have a cook that cooks for you full-time or what's the deal yeah i do i have a cook i have a cook that's local over here that that cooks for me over here so um she cooks really good food and 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 you know and she and she's knowledgeable she grew up here so she's knowledgeable about the hunting and 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 you know and knows what's up with you know what a big bull is or or etc she she knows a lot of people and it, it it's good to have her that's awesome are your hunts in new mexico primarily um draw hunts or do you also have some landowner tag stuff we do we do do some landowner tags um you know but primarily i would say you know 90 percent of what we do is draw uh you know the landowner the landowner tags have have you know been going up in price and 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 but i i still think that they're you know they're fairly reasonable for for somebody that wants to come and, and you know the quality that the potential quality that that could be killed here yeah and do you live primarily in arizona i think it was chino valley wasn't it 
Camp Verde. Oh, yeah. Camp Verde. Okay. Yeah, I do. I live. Yes, sir. Yep, I live in Camp Verde. Um, so yeah, I live in Camp Verde. It takes me about four hours to drive from Camp Verde over here to the Gila. Uh, you know, about four and a half hours to northern New Mexico. Um, you know, where I like to deer hunt up there, and then it takes me, you know, as as many as six hours to drive to the Arizona Strip. So, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff in in New Mexico is actually is is a little bit closer than it is to drive to the Arizona Strip. Yeah, I would assume you cut across the 260 and then um, go through like Heber Overgard and then through Springerville. Is that the route you take? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. What um, driving through 3C and 23 and some of those units uh, were you able to get a sense of how those units look in Arizona? I, I think. In my opinion, I think everything, I think there's good feed. Um, you know, I think the feed could be a little drier than normal. But as far as the feed, I think the, the feed looks great, you know. Um, like we had a pretty decent winter, and, I, and I'm sure that's what's, that's what's uh, you know, the feed is, is thriving on as far as that because the monsoons really haven't, really haven't done anything, you know, uh, to speak of in Arizona at all. But I think the feed looks great. Um, you know, from what I've seen in Arizona with, with the elk, you know, with the, with the cameras that we run and, and a little bit of looking that we've done in Arizona already, um, I think that Arizona looks good, too, as far as the elk. You know, I think that they're going to be on track for an, another great year. You know, I think we're going to see some, some big numbers killed um, this year with, with the elk hunts also. Now, will you run some elk hunts in Arizona this year, or are you primarily? Yeah, elk? yeah, yep, yep. What? I do have, I do, I do, I do a few elk hunts in Arizona every year. So, um, yeah, but I do have a few this year that will that will run in Arizona, and I, and and you know, I think I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be good. Awesome, uh, great man. Well, I appreciate the report. I wanted to get kind of a. Uh, on the ground boots on the ground new mexico kind of outlook and uh you were the right guy to call and uh, you're over there now uh be safe and uh thanks for reporting in there from the field for us yes sir thank you for the thank you for the call and and look forward to chatting with you again soon yep and i'll uh, link up uh david's uh info in the show notes and what's the best way for people to get a hold of you Honestly, this time of year, um, you know, it, it may just be a voicemail or a text message, um, you know, 928-300-6405, um, or you could leave me a message on on my Instagram, which is David David Matthews Outfitters, or, you know, in, in Facebook, you know, David Matthews, um, any one of those ways. It may not be immediate response, but I will get to it. Sounds good, man. All right, be safe over there, and good luck if I don't talk to you before the season starts. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, take care.